Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, episode number 38. And today we have Elliot Alexander on the show, and he has been in the fire service for 17 years. We actually went through the fire academy together. Uh, We talk about a little bit of everything about the need for CPAP machines for firefighters, um, all the way down to, well, you name it, we talk about it. Uh, We had a great time shooting this episode, and I hope you have a great time watching it. So enjoy episode number 38 of the Washdown Podcast. How everybody isn't diagnosed with it. Like, I feel like if you gave the world a sleep test, 80%, you well, could say that too. Kind of what the thought that just kind of hit me was how many guys on the job have that? It yeah. seems more common than not. Well, you have those that are able to sleep and don't have any problems. I mean, they can come in right to work. <laughs> actually i know some puffer people who come in and they can fall asleep right I, I know a medic that can sleep all day and all night and sometimes he missed lunch so i know when it's you know it's like he don't it's like do you don't get enough sleep at home and he sleeps says i sleep great at home when you come into work i'm so tired go upstairs and go to sleep and he'll miss lunch but every now and then he'll miss a call but he still is able to come back to sleep. Now, for me, I take night meds because I have to help. I got I need something to help me sleep because my sleep schedule, 17 years in, sleep schedule so screwed up. Yeah. And then when you work a 48-hour shift, you're more screwed up, especially if you're at a busy station. So it's a lot of times I come back, and I'm just – we come back from a call in the middle of the night. It may take me a while to go back to sleep, or I may just be up for the rest of the night, depending on what time it is. I – uh I'm just waiting for the day they're like, hi, welcome to the fire department. Here's your HR packet. Here's your little <laughs> gear bag. Here's your CPAP. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't need this right now. You're going to need it in time. <laughs> Trust me, you will. Yeah. Dude, my old station, like pretty much all of C-Shift had one. The, you know, the driver and the firefighters, <laughs> they all had one. A lot of guys on B-Shift had it. I don't know A-Shift if they did or not, but... Yeah, it seems fairly common now yeah. for guys to have it. I mean, and then I'm pretty sure we all know the same guy, but there's a guy that actually had to leave the field because of it. Mm-hmm. He's in the fire investigator's office now. It just, yeah, he was turning blue. But you're right, though, <laughs> like that 48-hour shift, especially like in all seriousness, like with those like even on like busy ambulances and stuff, mm-hmm. you do, and I've done them, I've, I've done seven days straight, and it's crazy after about – that two to three range, how it just starts compiling. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got like an hour of sleep. You're like, when? Uh, I guess it was a couple days ago. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like, <laughs> and it just by the end of it, you're like, I'm ready to die now for about twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and and I mean, as you come on, I mean, the more time you spend on the job, and I mean, when we were when we first came on, you know, we, yeah, you know, old time was like the lottery. Oh yeah, you know, and now once, you get it once every three, four months. Yeah, and you know, and you know, we used to do those. Yeah, I can do four days in a row, you know, and be somewhat okay. Yeah, I may be on a truck, but it's you know, being Amos qualified, I always go to the I can go to Amos, you know, and work that sometimes too, which happens. But your body's used to that because you're young, you're able to do that, and you're like, oh, let's go, let's. I'm, I'm eager to make this money and do this. But as you get older. Think about it, man. These 48 hours kind of suck. And you think to yourself, man, I just, oh, man. 
You know, I just did 48. Now, it's different if I'm coming – well, it doesn't make a difference either way if I'm coming off a shift onto another shift or shift before. It's just that 48-hour just rush of calls and everything else. And you, like I said, for those that can't sleep well like me, some of those days can be kind of long and rough. You know, I try to get a nap in during the day. Mm, doesn't usually happen. But um, even if I do get a nap in, that means I can't sleep at night. Yeah. You know, I take, even take my nightmares, I'm sitting there tossing and turning for a good 45 minutes to an hour. And then bells go off, whether it's for the, for the, what a rig is for, it's going to wake you up and you're going to listen for it. And then, mm, okay, let's see if I can go back to sleep. But it sucks, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, when I retire, would I have a regular sleep schedule? Would I go back to sleep I had before? No, because my body for so many years has been trained, you know. So our biggest thing is, is I tell people, I say, you want to play, you want to play a trick on your per- on your spouse that's a fireman. Take a pot and pan- take a pot and a spoon, turn lights on, and bang the hell out of it, you know. Yeah, on the hand watch, them, sleep. watch, watch them get up, you know, yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Watch them run into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, we got a call, you know, that's a good joke to play. So. I was, whenever we were in our old house, we had an office right by our living room. Yeah. Kind of like we do here, but it was real close. I'm laying on the couch one day, and, you know, it's between that, like, 1 and 3 o'clock. My wife was at home. I'm laying there, kind of dozing off, sleeping a little bit. Mm-hmm. She starts printing something out. Dude, I flew up off of the couch, ran right into the wall, and she's like, "What is going on with you?" And I'm like, "We got a call." Oh no, I'm at home. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done it too. Like, been taking a nap, and I remember it was a uh, Fresh Prince was on TV, and it was just they were at the school, and the bell went off at the school. And I'm like, "Why do I?" That or like, or you know, like literally, if the wind hits the window just right, and the perfect pitch matches the bell. In my yeah. own house, I'm like wide awake. Yeah, it's like Pavlov's dog. Yeah, I'm like, man. this is not healthy. Yeah, yeah. We are conditioned. And my wife and I were talking about it the other day, and I was on the phone with her whenever I was getting ready to go to bed, and the bells went off for the ambulance. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "What does that do to you every time the bells go off?" And I was like, "Well, it's, it's kind of loud. They're right by my bunk, but like my whole body tenses up. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know. And then, okay, it's not for us." Or, you know, even if it is for us, I still, I get a little bit of, you know, it's just that initial shock of yeah. the bells going off that's like. <clears throat> you know what my favorite is, though? It's like when the bells go off and they already start dispatching it before the bells are done. And, like, as they, as the bells stop, you just hear this. Dude! Like, oh, 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 it's happening! Yeah. So. Elliot, thanks for coming to the show. Oh, man. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. <laughs> so. Before we get started, it's first one ever. You know, so you guys just. It's my we'll, first podcast ever live. We're breaking your podcast virginity? You are, yeah. man. You we'll, know, we'll be gentle. We're other, fire, other firemen, man. Hey, man. So we, rec- we record everything. It's not live right now. Yeah. So, so we're recording it. So you get like three it, weeks so. to stress about it. Before yeah. Oh, I ain't stressed about anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let's uh let's start at the beginning, man. All right. So, so where we you walk, when we walk back in the house? Uh, yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, you know? from the beginning. Let <laughs> me get the intro <laughs> music back. <laughs> so, um, you know, what made you want to be a fireman? 
Hmm. You know, they were hiring, man. I just thought I'd put my application in and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Best answer I think we've had so far. (laughs) I I kind of needed a a job, so. You know, I'm from San Diego, born and raised. And I had a great cousin who was on the San Diego Fire Department for 30 years. So, um, Just don't say where we work. We don't say that. I should have told you that before. He was on San Diego Fire Department for 30 years. So, um, Back in 04, uh, I got a good friend on. I got a good friend on, on, the, on the department. <clears throat> he was a driver at the time. And he was like, hey, we're doing some hiring, this and that. And at that point in time in life, <clears throat> I was debating whether to move. Ex- yeah, I was debating whether to move back to California or stay in the Midwest. So I kind of put it up to God, say, hey, you know, this is what it is. This is meant to be. Put my application in. Did everything, and then uh, got hired on. I got put on the list. Now, yeah. if you remember, I was the older motherfucker in the class. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, with, so when the list came out, you know, when it got hired, list came out. I was twenty nine, and then when the list activated, when they activated the list, I turned thirty, and then when we started academy class, I was thirty one. So, yep. you know, so it was just like, hey, this it's meant to be. 17 years later, man, uh, I don't weigh the same as I did when I came through Academy, you know, but um, I still enjoy the job. You know, I still love what I do, um, and that's the biggest thing, even this much in and everything that has seen, you have seen and gone through on this job of 17 years, I still love what I do. I still love the people I work with, you know, being able to crack jokes, have fun, um, just that camaraderie. That's the best thing, you know, still. So, yeah. You know, but you got to have the, you got to have the shit talking. You got to have the jaw, the balls busting and stuff like that. The jokes and the pranks and everything, you know, that's what makes a job. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, I think the culture of it. And if you're on the outside looking in, a lot of people don't get it. Yeah. But I think there's something about, you know, what we do and I think it just kind of goes hand in hand because yeah. it's not very different from, you know, how police officers interact with each other and military Mm -hmm. people interact with each other. And I think it's just, maybe it's a coping mechanism or something like that, but, or it could just be that whole locker room mentality because it's (laughs) typically it's a male dominated field and you put a bunch of basically eighth grade boys together Mm -hmm. because we're all stuck in that, you know, none of us have ever really grown up. Oh no, oh no. (laughs) You know, especially when you have water fights with other stations or yeah, you uh, play pranks. I remember when I was at uh, another station uh, for 11 and a half years, kids used to come through. We used to, you know, especially at nighttime, I had this Jason mask that glue in the dark. So we come back, truck come back for the pumper. I go in there, jump in guy's bed, put my mask on, and everything just lay there and, <laughs> And he comes in the room, he's like, oh, hell no. This is the sort of things that we do, you know, to, it's just the games instead that we play. Yeah. You know, and to the new to new people and some of the old people, some of the old salty dogs just on the job. I mean, it's, it's just a little, as we call them, fuck, fuck games. You know? <laughs> this breaks up the monotony. It does. It does. You know, and then you have some that can dish it out and you have some that, that, can, that can't take it, you know, and it's like, well, you can't be that one-way person. You know, if you dish it out, you got to be able to take it in return. 
Yeah. And, you know, and they, some of people, you know, some of the young guys are learning that you got to have thick skin, you know, because if you don't have thick skin and I find out something about it, I'm going to fuck with you. you yeah. know? And that's just like I was taught when I came on, you know, mm-hmm. they look, we look for reasons, look for things that, okay, let's see what bothers this person. And, yep. and as soon as you find it, you know, everyone zeroes in on it. And next thing you know, yep, you just... see them on the bay floor walking around mad. Like, <laughs> 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 Uh, James Kelly said the same thing the other day whenever we had him on. He's like, yeah, he goes, I think everybody just needs thicker skin. Yeah. Everybody's too easily offended. Exactly. And and, and it seems like that, you know, we're a kinder, gentler fire department now. And if you say something to hurt my feelings, I'm going I'm to run telling you, you know. And it's not back when the olden days where, you know, even when the time we came on, you know, let's go out back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's we'll go. just go handle yeah, this we go right handle now. And come back, you know. And now, yeah. you know, it's it's let's go out back, but then when come in, I'm telling you. Yeah. You know, you, like, <laughs> world star, world yeah. star. Yeah. I mean, it's it's certain things that's happen. It's like you can't be the aggressor, and then you want to run and tell. You know, come on, don't be a little yeah. bitch. Get some thicker skin, you know. But you know, yeah, you we are kind of a gentle fire department, and and it's. I understand we change it with time and you're trying to get away with some of the, you're trying to push away from all, some of the old shit that used to happen in, 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 in activities and, and, yeah. and trends that used to go on. You're trying to get away from that, but um, still well, where, some fucking thicker skin. Yeah. Where's the line at though? Because some of that is, it's healthy. I, my personal opinion, I think it's a healthy bonding thing. That happens, you know, the picking on each other and the do it to a certain level. Now, like you said, some of the stuff that used to go on. Yeah. Okay. That was just. Somebody's uh, getting away. Yes. That is exactly what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. That's just that ridiculous. And I don't know why that was ever a thing. Because it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, yeah. I mean, they're not going to. I don't know if your parents ever told you. They're not going to pick on you if they don't like you, you know? Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> they hate me. They hate me. No. Well, some of it's true, and then some of them pick on because they don't like you. Yeah, some you of them pick on you because they're just dicks. But yeah. by and large, that's not it. But also, I think it's one of those things of, you know, we're always testing each other, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know if it's subconsciously or, or what, but, you know, hey, I'm going to – I'm going to push and poke and I'm going to see how much of this guy can take because whenever we're on a call, the shit goes down. I want to know that he's not going to curl up in a ball and cry whenever I need some help. Yeah. So that could be, you know, because I mean, you have to, you have to see where their threshold is and where their, their limitations are. So that way, you know who you're working with, you know, I remember when I was at, <clears throat> when we first came in, I was at a slow station, and we had a guy, he had just, he got placed there. Well, he got bumped there, I'm sorry, he got bumped there. And he was ex-military, and he's been, he was on the job, I think, maybe a year, maybe a little more than a year. We had a cardiac arrest. So as we were heading into the, into the house, we had... <laughs> The older captain who wasn't <clears throat> who wasn't EMT. We had a driver who wasn't EMT. Both of them guys had twenty plus years on the job already. 
So they close to retirement, and then they weren't required to have EMT. So me and the other the firefighter was EMTs. So I'm pushing him in. I'm like, hey, go, go. We get to the house. I'm pushing him in. Go, go. He's like, where's that? And the lady pointed back in the bath- bathroom. So we get back there. <clears throat> There's a dog sitting out front. I still remember this to the day. <laughs> it's crazy thing about it. Uh, dog sitting out front of the uh, bathroom door. We get the dog to move. I said, open the door. And he's like, I can't open the door. I'm like, dude, open the damn door. And he pushes on the door a little bit more, and then he gets the door open. He's like, there's something blocking us. So reach in there and push his leg. You know, he reaches in there and push the leg. And the door flings back, and he flips the light on, and he just slams against the door. He's like, oh, God, he's dead. He's dead. I'm like, dude, check him. Oh, no, Ellie, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, move. So I checked him. He was cold. He had been there for a while. He died sometime throughout the night. And, and I'm just turning around. I'm just looking at him. He just got this deer in the headlight looks like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, and I'm just like, okay. So the captain comes around. <clears throat> he's like, what we got? I say, he's, he's dead. I say, it's obvious validity. You know, he's been there for a while. And then the captain's like, okay. He said, do we need to put the pads on him? I'm like, nah, because that's back in the day when you put the pads on and you had to speak and do all that stuff. I'm like, nah, that's obvious, you know. Yeah. So we're waiting for the medic. So the whole time waiting for the medic, I'm just sitting there looking at the guy like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get back to the station. They get off the rig. And he's still sitting on the rig with me. And I'm like, dude, we need to talk. He's like, you know, Elliot, man, that was, that was my first dead body, man. I said, Really? You was in the military, first day of base. Yeah, I said, man, listen here. I said, it's me and you. I said, cap and driver ain't gonna do nothing. They're not EMTs. They're not. They don't. They came in touch. I'm like, all they can do is maybe CPR. That's about it. I said, but we do everything else. I said, I need you here, so I can't have you freezing up and everything. You know. So when he left that station, he went up north. So fast forward. Mm, that was uh, about 14 years later. I see him again. At uh, Planet Fitness, and he's hey, what's going on, man? And I'm like, nothing much, man. <laughs> and everything from the past is pops around right on my mind. <laughs> so I wanted to ask him, I didn't ask him, it was on my mind, like, well, like you ever freeze up again? <laughs> you, you, know? you got a set of balls yet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but you know, everyone once again is cut differently, you know. Uh, there's we got a new guy on your shift, um, that you haven't met yet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, he he's frozen up sometimes when he was on B shift. Apparently, before I got there, um, he had froze up a few times. And <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, there's times that you know, a couple of accidents where he ended up having to say, "Hey guys, I gotta go home. <laughs> I'm too. This is, this fucked me up. I gotta go home." You know, it's like you know, okay. one of those accidents was criticism, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so you have to have thick skin to be on this job, and you got to be willing, excuse me, to accept everything that comes with this job. This is not a regular job. This is a calling. What we do and what we see, it's not normal for a person to see. A normal person, uh, we will kind of freak out. Yeah, we're a little crazy. We're all a little crazy. All us firemen crazy in one way or another for us to do the job that we do, you know. That's why I hate like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Like they're like, "Hey, tell us about work. You know, tell us what's going on." Yeah. And an hour later, they're like, "Oh my god, yeah, stop talking." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know when you you can't. And and I was telling Jeremy before, uh, before you got here, it's like 
as you tell stories to people, and even some of my family back in San Diego that I go and I do go home and visit, um, you tell them stories and like, man, you making that up? <laughs> I can't make this shit up. I'm serious. No. Can't make none of this up. You know, like people actually call nine one one for this. Yeah, actually call nine one one for this yeah. regularly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a log. <laughs> you call the last three, <laughs> the last three days. We've been been here like five times. You know, and have you went to the hospital? Maybe once, but the other four, for what? Yeah, we keep records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just an expensive Uber. Yeah, basically. You know. Yeah, but so to get back to your point though of talking about you know it's a calling and all that stuff yeah i mean i think and i was talking about it last night whenever i was on the zoom call um i think it needs to be okay for people to go this isn't for me and walk away from it yeah you know and and obviously there are going to be times where especially when you're brand new on the job or in whatever field you may be in that you're going to be put in a situation where it's like oh shit, I don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. or I freeze up, or something like that. That's going to happen to some people. And then they're going to recover from it, they're going to learn, and they're going to go on, and they could have a great career, and it'll be fine. Other people, okay, I'm going to freeze up again, and again. And You need to realize, take a little time to self-reflect and go, you know what, maybe this job isn't for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm doing this already, and I'm a year in, or I'm two years in, and I can't handle this stuff. Okay. Hey, thanks for your service. Move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And no harm, no foul. Yeah. I mean, I understand. But you have some of those, like you said, some of those are able to recover and go on. And you have some of those are like, hmm, this may not be for me. He said, but the title of I'm a fireman and women like firemen. Mm-hmm. You know, someone will stick it out or stick with it for a little bit just to play that role as I can get women come a fireman. It's not so much that, you know. Or they figure you got to look, look at what's best for you because if you're not going to stay in this job long term, if, if you're still, like you said, freezing up, you really got to make some decisions in life because mm-hmm. the next major incident may really fuck your mind up. Yeah. You know. Yep. And that's the thing. But, you know, just like with the JJ's fire, you know, that could have fucked up a lot of people on the job things that was there i was one of the first units on the scene because i was in the ambulance that day you know we took one of the uh one of the major one of the three major critical in, critical patients we took them to right to saw so on the plaza but that could have fucked me up but i've had a lot of practice <laughs> before that <laughs> but different calls different things and seeing stuff you mm-hmm. know like i said it's the mindset of a lot of people whether you can be a good fit for this job or not. And yep, once absolutely. mindset and thick skin, I mean, and those are the two things, you know? Yeah. Well, I think knowing why you're doing it, Yeah. you know, and not being, Oh, you know, it's a good paycheck. And I figured out that I can come to the station and not really do anything. And everybody yeah. else will carry me. You got to pull your load. Yeah. You, know, you, you gotta, you gotta pull your weight on there. Yeah. I got a question for both you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree with you. Thick skin, the right mindset for this job. Would you agree, disagree? What would you think if I said at the end of your career, whether it be 25, 32 years, part of you has been sacrificed for the job? Was that a fair statement? 
part of you mentally, part part of who you are, is I, gone because of what this job does. I'll, I'll let you go first. No, you go ahead. No, <laughs> um, I would say absolutely. I I don't think, and this is my own personal thing. I don't think that you can do this job and be the same person that you were before you started. You just see too much stuff. I mean, because I know before that before I got in the fire service, like I would watch the news or see whatever and see stuff going on, but it didn't touch me directly. And once I got on the fire department, it was, okay, well, I'm in the middle of that now, you know, and I'm, you are the news. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I wasn't prepared for it a hundred percent. I don't, I don't think there's anything you can do to, you know, be a hundred percent hit the ground running and, you know, you're, you're just golden and nothing's going to bother you or whatever. I I think there's going to be an adjustment period. It's just like any other job in that aspect. Um, but yeah, I think seeing the trauma and everything that we see and like we talked about, um, a couple of weeks ago, the, the human on human violence that we see and all of that other stuff. Yeah. I think it's going to affect you. It, it can't not. So, and you, it will eventually, you'll start to look at the world in a different way. So, and you know, I know before I got on the job, I wasn't super concerned about wearing my seatbelt or, you know, which intersection should I avoid? You know, there's one right up here by the house where I flat told my wife, I said, you are not allowed to drive through this intersection <laughs> because we run wrecks here every day mm-hmm. because there's, they, there's no stop sign. There's no stoplight and people are idiots. I said, so don't go through here. Tell your sister, don't drive through this intersection. Go around. Before I got on the fire department, I, that would never would have registered with me. Probably yeah. because I may drive through that area and I may see one wreck, but I missed the 10 that happened the two days before. So. Oh, shit. Sorry. No, nope. you're good. Yeah. Breaking our new shit. <laughs> hey, you don't fire me. That's why we have nice shit. Yeah. <laughs> Truckmen, we don't fix things. <laughs> Tear up. <laughs> Um, Elliot smash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. To agree with Jeremy, yeah, answer your question, yes. You know, uh, 25, 32 years, you know, you're going to be different, you know, from everything that you've seen, participated in, you know, saving lives and, like I said, trauma and everything. Yeah, so you will be a little different, you know, your mindset. Your way of thinking, sense of humor, you know, and also, you know, stress-wise, you, you you learn to deal with, I, I'd say I've learned to deal with stress a lot better now from doing this job, you know, than, but than before, you know. One thing also, you know, I never, once I leave work, work stays with work. I don't bring situations and stuff that I've seen or been through at home. You know, you always keep those separate. So you can still be kind of the same person at home in regular life. Is it is it fictitious? Mm, I wouldn't say it's maybe water, maybe water down a little bit. You know, because you really can't. What we do and people see us, you know, you really can't be who you are at home, outside in public a lot of times, you know. So, you know, then I am at work. <clears throat> so I kind of like playing two roles. 
their life. It seems like it's just a lot of a lot of work to maintain who you are. I'd, I'd be interested to sit down and maybe talk to somebody's wife that's retired mm-hmm. and just talk to them about the evolution of their spouse for the person they married yeah. for the person they were 30 years later. Now, granted, we all grow in experience, mm-hmm. but just even in my five years on the job already, my optimism and my overall bubbliness has tanked. But my situational awareness, you know, my, my understanding of reality of a lot of things has greatly increased. I would say you pop your situational, I mean, not situational, but you said you, your bubble life tanked. No, like, like my overall, like, peppiness. My bubble. Okay. Yeah. And that could be a transition of time that it could come back. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, you just learn to mold and just define yourself again. I mean, you can still have the same bubbles, but once again, it's it's all it's all about how you handle things, situations, and everything. Like I said, don't take that stress home. You know, try to still be the same bubbly person. I'm still the same asshole at home as as, as I am at work. <laughs> you know, that's one thing. You know, it's not going to change. You know, and you know, some people I may not see in a while. You know, they see me, I start fucking with them. Oh man, shit, you still the same. I'm not going to change. When I'm at home or at work, I'm still not. I'm, I mean, I mean, you know, it took some time, you know, because, yeah, you know, it could be like, wow, what am I really getting into and stuff that you see, trauma you see, and especially if we don't have people to talk to, because sometimes coming home and sharing things with your spouse or your partner, um, you know, you just kind of certain things you kind of want to share and don't want to share, you know, because you don't want them to worry too much, but also you don't want them to question a lot of things. Yeah. So how was your day? Oh, it's great. No problem. You know. Well, there's you know, that. I, I don't tell them where I didn't tell my wife when I was married. Hey, you know, yeah, I felt almost fell off a roof. And like, I don't want you to worry. You know, it's just like, yeah, how was your day? It was active. It was active. It's all in the we same had day. a great yeah, dinner. It was yeah. active, you know. <laughs> and if they inquire and ask, you know, well, what exactly happened? Do you really want to hear it? I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what everything that happened, you know. And then some of the reactions, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you've seen this. You, you know, you can, you can be okay with after seeing it. After a while, we get numb to it, you know, because the thing about it is that you got to cut off feelings and emotions because you got a job to do. This person that you're going to help is is relying on you to be focused on their problems, their needs, and what's the job at hand, you know, so. Yeah, well, it's that whole secondary trauma yeah. thing. You, yeah, because people ask, but they don't really want to know, Yeah, you know, and then it's like, oh, shit, that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it was. You know, I still don't even think they. I still don't even think they comprehend it then. No, sometimes sometimes you just you can watch the news, you can hear the stories, but until you see it, it's just different. Yeah, yeah. Do you smell it? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean seriously, like, you know, we laugh. I mean, you've been on the. You guys have been on the ambulance a bunch. Like GI bleeds, for example. Like you can, oh yeah, you oh, can tell somebody's story. Wish, like oh wish, man, it was so bad. Wish uh, Nelson was here for that story. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's one of those smells that you just yeah never forget. Well, and I will say this, James. Something that you said earlier about your bubbliness, you know, going away and all of that. I think a contributing factor to that may be the whole thing you were talking about earlier. Seven days straight on the ambulance. Ooh, hush your face. <laughs> I don't need your opinion. So here's the thing. Get some time time on the job. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be unpopular, probably. And I'm sure we might get some comments from this comment I'm about to make. But 
Stop doing it to yourself. That's the thing. So here's the thing, and this is this is my opinion. Crucify me for it if you want. But look, you have to take care of yourself. That is true. That is you true. have to. You have to know what your limit is. And there is not a person on God's green earth that is going to come to the station, jump on that ambulance, and run seven straight days, and it not affect them. You're not going to be sleep-deprived. You're not going to get angry, crabby. Unless you have something you're planning for. I can understand if you did seven days straight because you're planning for a trip, so you want. Yeah, I went to even, Utah and Colorado. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm working for people, so I don't have to pay them. Right. Just trading time, or I'm trying to get this overtime, so I have to put money on this credit card. I can pay everything in cash. I can understand so, that. See, here's our problem. But still, seven I days, I, you know, I need a... You need a good night's sleep within one of those seven days. Here's, yeah. here's our problem. You have a Jeep, so you get it. You have a Jeep, so you get it. It's like we pick expensive hobbies. Exactly. Then we're like, oh, man, I got to work all this overtime so I can t- finally get a break from working so much overtime and to take this expensive hobby. Yeah. And then, like, you're doing the expensive hobby that you worked for, and then you're like, oh, man, I got to get back to work for pay for this expensive hobby for this. Like, God forbid we just get normal average hobbies just be moderate yeah, with just it be moderate. <laughs> don't take a two-week cross-country off-roading trip and then i gotta come when you ain't got days. no money yeah then i gotta come work seven days and make up that money out of yeah. that two weeks. <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah I needed okay two weeks to get over the seven days i exactly. just worked yeah. exactly you know yeah but so yeah we get into that cycle of okay well i'll just work this overtime so i can go do this or i'll you know whatever but at the end of the day, you got to realize, look, being up seven straight days mm-hmm. is not good for your mental health. Hmm. You know, Jeremy, <laughs> here's another factor, though, too, that kind of – it does bother me because you've all seen it, too. We are helpers at heart. Yeah, That's absolutely. what we want to do. And the people we want to help even more than the citizens we serve are our fellow employees. Yeah. And from a – Business perspective, if I'm in management of really any healthcare job, law enforcement, and I don't care about the people, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm going to use that to an advantage. Mm-hmm. Hey, you really want to leave your buddy hanging? Why don't you pick up the shift, help him out? Your friends need your help. And I've seen mm-hmm. it. I've seen it done. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, of course we're not going to let our friends down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're completely burnt out because we're trying to solve problems that aren't ours to solve. So is yeah. it, is it, trying to help them out or they're trying to shame you no that, that's what i'm saying it's, it's shame like yeah it, so it, it's, it's a shame that i maybe i work 48 hours and you saying well hey you know you know man why don't you help your buddy out work a, work a third day uh what about my what about my mental health what about me needing a rest you know what i'm saying yeah and you know some people want to lean on that it's like you know i don't mind helping out let me get 12 hours if you can get someone to work a 12-hour shift i work the other 12 but give me a chance to go relax. And what about my days off that I get? You know, you try to shame me to work. You know, that shit don't work. Especially, I mean, for young guys, yeah, that shit, you, you can shame some young people. As you get time, as you start to develop more time and get years on this job, shame me? <laughs> okay. Y'all figure that shit out. <laughs> I'm going home, you know. <laughs> I wish y'all the best of luck, you know. And it's like, you know, with us, you know, we got an eight-hour, eight-o'clock holdover. You got to eight o'clock whether you decide whether you want to, you can stay in, until they get the spot filled or leave, unless they put a mandatory hold on her. You know, some people are like, well, man, you just going to leave and put us out of service? Yeah, I sure am. 
you know, I'm tired. You know, I got shit to do. I got a life outside this job. You know, some people, that's all they have is, is the fire department. That's their life. That's everything. And as they get more years on the job, some of them start to understand this is just not my life. This is, this is something I love to do, but I still have to maintain a life outside of work. And what are you going to do if it goes away? God forbid. Oh, shit, I'd be retired by then. No, but God forbid you get injured or the, <laughs> exactly. the people that buy it, that, that's all they have. Yeah. What are you going to do when you don't have it? Well, I mean, that's, that's part of life. Hopefully you went to school and you can fall back on something. You know, or hopefully it's not an injury that that is going to uh, take away from your quality of life that you're able to get out and do things. I mean, those are things that you have to look at, you know. Um, if that does happen, um, you have to adjust. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we, God forbid we have people in a job who's lost some limbs that, you know, they had to retire. Now, you know, their quality of life is different. But, you know, they had to adjust with what they have. And known firemen, we still probably make fun of them because they're missing the limb. <laughs> like, hey, what are you doing there, Pega? What's up, hop along? You know, hey. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. it's our sense of humor that differ, differentiates us from a normal person and we use our sense of humor to cover up someone maybe maybe the trauma we have seen or you know different things in life you know we use that humor to to get around it you know to to, to push it away but our sense of humor is much different i mean someone someone sits there and fall right in front of me i start laughing you know, you got people that go, oh, my gosh, did just fail? Now, that shit's funny, actually. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> just wait. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they ain't hurt. I've yeah. seen that fall before. I mean, if if, if if I know you and you mean something to me, if you fall, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm try to catch. You know? It's like when you get the patients that are, like, fake being unresponsive. I'm or glad like, you, I love I'm glad you said that. Like, are you going to do anything? I'm glad you said that. Nah. <laughs> we had a patient. We had a, we had a patient yesterday. <laughs> Was was kind of tussling with the police over a piece of the car. High on something, obviously. So they walked this patient over to the ambulance, and it's like three of us standing around. I'm like maybe from me to Jeremy. And this patient stumbles and comes my direction. Of course, I, just, I did the honorable thing. I just moved on out the way. <laughs> <laughs> this patient fell <laughs> hit the ground like, well... I guess we got to get this patient up now and get in the back of them. You know, I'm not going to catch you. <laughs> First of all, I don't know you. You high as shit, you know, and, you know, you caused a lot of this problem. You know, you're the, you're the reason why we're here. And Hey, you know, hey, let's pick this patient up and put them on the ambulance, you know. Just, yeah, I, I, I can, we can sit and have a conversation, patience and everything. Just don't touch me. Don't reach out and grab me, anything like that. I don't touch you. Don't touch everybody me. wants to do that. Everybody want to put their hand, oh, I'm going to go up. Don't touch me. Don't, don't touch me. It's like a Southern Baptist church. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, don't fucking touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> it's like we could say, no, why do you keep moving? Why do you keep trying to touch me? <laughs> Staying right here. You know what I'm saying? It's just. I had a guy whenever I was working up north up here, one of the stations by the airport, mm-hmm. one of the hotels up there, he was stuck in a bathtub. Oh, shit. And so we go in there and I had the, you know, old bunker gear. So mm-hmm. I had my suspenders down and just had them snapped in the front. Yeah. This dude grabs my suspenders like they're a handle. Yeah. And makes the comment, oh, these will make a nice handle and starts to pull himself up. I'm like, 
Dude, if you don't let me the fuck <laughs> so, They are not going to hold your big ass. Yeah. They, they yeah. have a weight requirement, and you exceed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just don't know what's wrong with people. They just want to reach out. To, if you don't touch me, we My, in a pandemic, you're going to touch me. Keep your hands in. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why I'm wearing a mask and some gloves. <laughs> How many times I've just been like, stop what you are doing yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> My my absolute all time favorite though has got to be the like you were talking about the fake unresponsive, oh. and then you do the arm drop. It never hits him on the face. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> my fa- my favorite will always be like the reaction to when you like sternal rub or pinch that little muscle in the collarbone, and like clearly they realize they can't fake it through it, so they're like, oh, "What happened, like, <laughs> <laughs> bro? <laughs> you know." <laughs> Stop it! I had well just just last C shifted. It came in and it was it came in as like a seizure, and then like the notes just keep getting better on the CAD yeah. as we're going there. And it was like patient flailing around the bed, patient speaking in tongues, <laughs> patient says he did not molest children. I'm like now it's just getting weird. Yeah, and like he's like flopping in the bed. I'm like, hey man, what's going on? He's like, I'm seizing, and I'm like. <laughs> no, you're not. And, you know, and his girlfriend's like, "What are you gonna do?" And I'm like, "Well, when he's done, we're gonna walk out to the ambulance." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. sound like one of the old medics I know. Ain't no wrong with you. Get up on the squat. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like you said, if you the can days, tell me you're having a seizure. Yeah. Probably not. Oh no, ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> you know, like I love this job. I do. But, like, there was nothing in the fire academy or medic school that was like, here's how you babysit. No. <laughs> it's like, here's yeah. how you solve all the world's <clears throat> problems, but figure out babysitting on your own because that's the majority of what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Huh? And you're going to have that what the fuck look on your face a lot of times. Like, <laughs> this is why, like, this is what's wrong with me. What the fuck? My, Are you serious? I love mask season right now because I get it. I, my emotions are too bad on my face. And many a times, like, as I've been listening to a story from a patient, I make that, like, yeah. They're like, what? And I'm like, oh, no, nothing, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got that look. I, I mean, I, I wear my expressions on my face a lot of times, and I get that on scenes. You know, people would tell me, Elliot, what? Walk away. <laughs> like, what? Just go over there. Just go over there. It's like, you know, you got that, you know, are you fucking serious? <laughs> just go, go, go. Just, just, just go out there. It's like, I'm serious. Like, what the fuck? I remember I had, I had Chappie's a cat multiple times. He's like, fix your face. I'm like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fix your face. Fix your face. I'm going to go ahead and walk outside. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to stop this. Are you fucking serious kind of look, you know? And then you have those that's just, I don't know. I, I hate going, when I was working a lot on the ambulance. We would go to a certain call, and you just had people just, they don't have nobody. The older people, they have nobody. Or their family just tired of talking to them because they talk so fucking much. They just talk, 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 talk. And they don't want to hear the stories. And you get there, and there's nothing wrong with them. They just want someone to talk to. Yep. You know, and you get in there, well, I was having this pain, but I'm all right now. Okay, well, how are you guys, guys, how are you guys day going? It's like, <laughs> I'm looking at the medic like, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. And he's just sitting there, just want to talk and conversate with them and everything. And 45 minutes later, dispatch is calling. Are you guys okay? Yeah, we're working on refusal. We're working on refusal for the last 35 fucking minutes. 
you know, you just got people just want to just mm-hmm. talk. And I just, and I wear that look and a couple of medics said, man, you kind of might want to watch your facial expressions. I'm not watching shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's no reason why we sit here and talk to this patient for 45 minutes. Ain't shit wrong with them. Mm-hmm. You know, cause it's cause they mm-hmm. wanted someone to talk to, which, you know, okay. We on this call, but you know, there's people out there who's have, more dire need of emergency. Yeah. Send but a modif- that, that was a modified duty person outside. But that was ten years ago when we didn't have the the shortage. You know the yeah. the the problems we have now. But well, and there's know. two there's two ways to look at that too, though. And I'm not going to say the medics were looking at it one way or the other, but I think there's two ways to look at it. You take that little bit of extra time, mm-hmm. talk to them. Maybe they don't call again. Yeah. But. <laughs> unfortunately feed a stray cat yeah that's the other end of the spectrum which i think is more common yeah of you do give them that little bit of extra time yeah. and then they're going to call again and again and again Listen, because they know is they're going to working is james working he's a great medic he sat here and talked to me yep. if and i, I felt give, so much better yeah if he held my hand and everything if i give 32 years to this job you best believe I'm using every resource it has available for everything I need after I retire. Hell yeah. Oh, I can't get that can? Fire department. <laughs> oh, look, the remote's over there. Fire department. Damn, those weeds are getting long. Fire department. Best believe. 32 years? Yeah. You oh. helping me. I am so glad I will be long retired. You are not lying. <laughs> you just keep working to help that pension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to go 27, so. Yeah. I can't wait to be like, back in my day, boys, mm-hmm. our ambulances had diesel. None of this new mineral shit where your ambulances just float around. Mm-hmm. It'll be all electric. We got, we got ready. We had marvelous. You know, y'all, y'all don't even get in and shit just drives the stuff. You, know, you don't got, even know. We got Tesla rigs. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if they were self-driving, might cut down on the accidents. Nah, nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Hell no. So I had a this weekend I did a wedding, uh, a DJ to wedding, and it was for a police, a local police officer here and her husband. Great people, and they did the uh, the shoe game where they sit like back to back, and you ask a question, and you know like who's the best cook, and they hold up the shoe, either their shoe or the mm-hmm. you know their partner's shoe, and I was like, you know, who's the best driver? And she and her husband both raised her boot. And I'm like, ah, I see how y'all total out your damn cars all the time. I was oh, like, wow. I ain't buying that shit. So, of course, all the cops were like, hey, hey, that's so funny, man. I'm like, it's pretty goddamn funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe not the best joke to make at a cop wedding. I <laughs> thought it was hilarious. No, you should wear, have a shirt that says God made God made firemen so police can have heroes. Yeah. You should have wore that to the DJ. Listen uh, up, y'all. You listen to <laughs> so it's like, well, then, like, during the dancing part, I was like, hey, this next song goes out to, you know, all the lawn, you know, all the brave brothers in blue here with us tonight. And I played George Strait's Fireman. And I was, so I'm getting all these, like, middle fingers from the dance floor. I was just having the time of my life. <laughs> oh, I bet that was a riot. Well, the best part is her dad is a fire chief in a department just south of here. Oh, wow. So, like, him and his oh. couple buddies that were there were, like, having the time of their life, like, hey, what's up, chief? Yeah. <laughs> Working on my next job. <laughs> but, no, it was, all, it was all fun, and it was a good laugh. Sorry, yeah. side note, that wrecking the vehicles made me think of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So. But yeah, that's that's another thing too. The public just doesn't get like we can laugh about it. We're like, hey, you guys rich all the time. Like, that's our tax dollars. We're like, yeah, but ninety well, percent of the time it's y'all motherfuckers that crash into us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it's my tax dollars. My tax dollars too. But I pay taxes too. Yeah, yeah. I actually pay my motherfucking taxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, City, had, make sure of that. <laughs> no, in my career, I've had some people, you know, while we had a grocery store, come up and say, you know, this is my spent, this is my tax dollars spent very well right now. I'm like, you know, you know what, mine's too. I pay taxes just like you do. Anything else? You know, you don't nah. get you and go away. Well, you know, does the city pay for your meals? Nah, we come in the morning, we put money down, we come with the menu, and we go to the store. Simple as that. You know, the city. The only thing, the only thing the city pays for is my paycheck and. The rigs, yeah. I use a lot of electricity at work. <laughs> I use a lot of water. Let <laughs> you know, me tell you about all these playstations that need power. <laughs> well, y'all motherfuckers ain't got power. We got power. <laughs> but, yeah, you'd be surprised how common that is. Of because yeah. I've had that happen to me too. Of just people come up and be irate. Yeah, at the grocery store of why are you in here? Yeah. Well, we work for 24 hours and we got to eat. Well, the city pays for your meals and they cater your food. and Like just the weirdest asinine shit that I don't know where these people get this shit from. Yeah, and that's the t- usually time I just, I got to walk away because then the smart ass comes out. If you come in with me with a smart ass comment or a jab, I'm going to jab back. And it's, you're probably going to be mad, you know, because it's going to be a smart ass smart back, you know. And you can probably go look at me and then we can go ahead that smart ass comment. So a lot of times when people... In grocery stores, come up and say something. Usually, the captain's there or the driver's there or another fireman. I just look and I just walk away because at that point, it's like smart ass kicks in. Ding. It's like, you got to uh, walk away. You got to be, <laughs> be professional. Yeah. yeah you so, got to be professional. Yeah, so Elliot. it's like, okay, I got to walk away from here. Especially when it's a dumbass comment. It's like, yeah, let me walk away. Like, listen, smart, Karen. Yeah, <laughs> my smart ass comment. My smart ass meter is, is, is just running. It's, it's just flicking and turning. So it's like, uh, yeah, I think I need to walk away. Or you going to see it on my face. It's like, what's wrong with you? Uh, you really don't want to know. <laughs> I do that too. I've had, I literally, I, there's been calls where I've like popped back and I'm like, hey, chief, <laughs> you're going to be getting a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you got these people, you got some citizens out here who believe that we're there to kiss their ass. And that's the mindset of quite a few. And it's like, you know. Save it, yeah. Yeah, motherfucker, you no. called me. It's not like we just thought, hey, ding, this person needs, has a problem. We need to come to you. You know, we come to you. You call, we're here. We're trying to get the information, but you want to be an asshole to us, a smart ass. Okay, well, I'll be a smart ass back. I'm going to call and tell on you. I don't give a fuck who you call and tell. <laughs> Bottom line, matter of fact, my captain's right there. Tell him. You know, I, I don't care. You know, but if you're going to be a smart ass to me, I'm going to be a smart ass back. And then it's probably time for me to remove myself from the situation. Uh, yeah, y'all handle this. I'm going to go ahead and back out. I will say there, this conversation had to be had about six months ago between your old station and my current station. Oh, shit. <laughs> Where do you work? Right at this station up at, you yeah. know, right up here. And apparently they were doing it too. And so, like, when they were getting complaints, mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't know where they were from. And oh, so, like, fuck. each representative battalion chief had to come out in their station like, hey, own it and stop blaming it on that yeah. station. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that shit doesn't happen. <laughs> it was, it was, well, I mean, if you look at, like, the medics on 
both shifts. Yeah. You know, really, on all <laughs> all three shifts, they're all six of us. We're, we ain't taking that shit. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey be nice. Be professional. Yeah, we are. Just yeah. when we're not, it's 29's fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that shit with? It's 29's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a con complain. You do that. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> well, like it, it's got it's kind of gotten out of control. Yeah. Because like even when people are like, I want to bake cookies. Like, hey, sixteen percent. Come on up. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> then like the problem is then we'll run them again and they're like, Oh, did you guys get the cookies? And we're like, No. And then one time Daryl was like, Yeah, we got them. I'm like, Oh yes. <laughs> 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 like we completely forgot we sent them there. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that goes back to the little fuck fuck games that we yeah. play. Oh yeah. yeah. So you gotta have them. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, it breaks up to everything. You, just, you gotta have some fun. Like if, if you're if you're Joe Public and you want to yell at us, yell at us for acting like twelve year olds on a daily basis. Yeah. That's what we, that's what yeah. you can yell at us for. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, don't yell at this because you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pissed off. You know? Okay, but why are you yelling at us? We're we just here to help you. Did, yeah. did I stick my head in that? Exactly. No, I did not stick yeah. my head in that. Yeah. Did, you stuck did, your head in did that. Did I wreck my motorcycle for the second time in three months? Yeah. No, I didn't. Exactly. So, consequence bus says all your stuff's getting cut off. Exactly. Sorry you spend a lot of money on your protective gear that... <laughs> you don't know how to ride. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's... It's funny. I, I do do too. Like I'll pull up. You know the calls. Like you just walk in the house and you, they start yelling. I'm like, all right, see you later. Yeah. I'm like I'm not staying yeah. here. You just gonna leave me here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you cannot you make calm your ass now. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're just gonna leave. You know. And, but I mean, yeah. It, but it's you just to have those out there is just I don't know if they're just miserable in life or whatever fucking wrong with them, but they just want to complain. You know? Well, I think. We're kind of at the point in our society where people don't know how to handle their problems. Nine one one. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> got a headache. You call yeah. call nine one one for a headache. How old are you? I'm thirty eight. What have you done in the past when you had a headache? Eat something, take some aspirin, and lay your ass down. Yeah. What the hell you call nine one one? Did you do anything yet? Yeah. No. How long has it been going on? Like three days. So, have you gone to work? Yeah, I gone to work. Why didn't you get in your car and drive to the hospital? Because most of them think. If you go by ambulance, that you're going to get a bed immediately once you get to the ER. Nah, your ass going out in the, in, in the triage. In the triage, you can be sitting out there. Then be mad and say, well, I could have just stayed at home. Yeah. yeah. You could have. Yeah. But you want us to bring it, and now you got this ambulance bill, and now you can be sitting out in the triage until they're ready for your ass. You there, is, there, there is nothing I love more than the patient's reaction on their face when you're to whatever appropriate hospital it may be, and you wheel them there. And those doors open, and they see the waiting room. You're like, "All right, here you go." And they're like, "Yeah, what? Yeah. I don't get to go in the back." Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, "Nope, <laughs> find a seat." Why I'm not going <laughs> in the back? Because it's not a life-threatening yeah. situation. Because yeah. you fine. That's why <laughs> I got a bigger headache than you dealing with your ass right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> but once again, it's like I pay tax dollars. Y'all should kiss my ass. You know, even the hospitals. Y'all should. Kiss, I pay insurance. You can kiss my ass. No, we, they shouldn't have to. You know, act you know, act like act like act like a damn adult. Go yeah. in there. This is what's wrong with me. Well, let me ask you guys this question though: How do we fix that? How do we fix I'll that part you, of the system? You can't fix stupidity. The, no, the day well, there's a lot of stupidity out here. That the day know. healthcare like kind of went to shit is the day that we made pain an objective, relative, treatable thing. 
uh, truthfully, uh, that and when we gave people the, we decided to give, especially in hospitals, we decided to base profit and money off of surveys. Don't like, don't like that your headache wasn't prioritized more than that person that was shot. Zero out of 10 stars. Mm-hmm. And now hospitals don't get money for it. So you almost have to kiss everybody's ass to stay financially relevant. Unfortunately, we can't survive like that. But, you know, in today's society, you got people, you want them to kiss your ass, and if they don't kiss your ass, then they're going to complain. And then, well, I didn't get great patient care, so then I want to go back and, you know, it's, it's a Sioux society, you know, and that's where we have gotten. Bunch of Yelpers. Yeah, you know, my feelings are hurt, so now I'm going to sue you because you hurt my feelings, you know. Like, once again, go set the balls, grab some thick skin. But, but that's what we have gotten to in this in society. So to fix that. No. Tell me the word no. You just got too many stupid ass people to do dumb stuff. Just trying to fix it. <clears throat> Can't fix stupidity. You can try to reteach it. But then again, they really won't learn. Yeah. But, you know, instead of just relying on simple things that you did growing up. And bring, bring those to the table when you're an adult. This today's society. Huh, fuck it. I don't feel good. My stomach hurts. I'm calling 911. Okay, we get there. What's wrong? Oh, it's been bothering me for a couple of days, you know? So, what's bothered? What's different now than when it started? Oh, nothing. Still the same. Three yep. days later, still the same, you know? But today, I just can't bear it with it. You want to take it to the hospital? No. I want you guys to take me to the hospital. I want you guys to see if I'm okay. Well, well, we don't have x-rays. You know, we can't see, look at you. Okay, everything's great. No, you got to go to the hospital. Well, I don't want that bill. Okay. All right. Funny. So what do you want us to do? Your vitals look fine and everything, you know. It hurts right here. Okay, so maybe you should go to the hospital. I don't know. You guys think I'm going to be okay? Yeah, you'll be okay. <laughs> it hurts right here when I push on it. Don't push on it. Yeah. yeah. Don't lay on that side. Yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. You'll be all right. Just but don't do that yeah. and you're good. Yeah. But that's what we have gotten in society. Or, you know, hey, you know, back in the day, once again, you know, you have those patients that just, there ain't nothing wrong with them. They just want to go to the hospital. Basically, it could be over here off of, uh, Lynn, uh, Myers, 66 in Myers, mm-hmm. and they need to get down to Truman, Truman Hospital Hill. Don't want to wait on the bus. <laughs> the bus take too fucking long. Go to call Amos. I'm feeling well. I'm having some back pain, so where you want to go? Uh, research is right down the street. Uh, let's go take me, Truman. Yeah. Or the bus, the really? bus stop right across <laughs> yeah. the street. The bus, yeah. Literally, yeah. every yeah. hospital has a bus stop right across yeah. the street. And what happens? Mm-hmm. You take them in there, take them to triage. Probably in there like yeah. five minutes. They were out the back, right out that door. They just need a ride. That's it. That's why I, I just don't do it. Like, hey, can you take me this? I'm, I'm going to walk you across the street. Yeah. No, I don't want to go back there. Kick me out. I wonder why. But that's where we're going if you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they're like, fine, take me over there. No, walk your ass over there. Yeah, you're right here. <laughs> you know, you, you, you walk from over there to here. Walk your ass back because I see the bracelet <laughs> on your arm that you got from the motherfucker. So just walk on back over there. Yeah. But uh, it's just, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny, a lot of things, but it's also a serious, crazy society with all the stupid shit that's going on. So, I mean, but 
I don't know. People just getting dumber and dumber, or I think so. Some, yeah, you know, I, I mean, no tr- truthfully, like for the same reason, I think people are becoming worse drivers because we're coming out with more things to enable bad driving. Yeah, like oh look, I have a backup camera. Use your damn mirrors. You know, just yeah. shit like that. Like, oh, everything's everything I need and my attention is right here, and I have no situational awareness or no understanding of problem solving. Yeah. Unless Google tells me to. What's Google say always? You're probably dying. Call nine one one. Yeah. Okay. WebMD is the worst fucking thing ever. People stop using it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think it's people are more reliant on outside sources for just basic day-to-day stuff problem solving problem yeah no critical no critical thinking and no no problem solving and what's the go-to it's call 911 yeah because they'll come and fix it yeah you know somebody's gonna come come fix it yeah (laughs) well i'm gonna tell you no well well, the thing is they call 911 somebody's showing up yeah and i and they, they would be able to either fix it or give me an answer yeah but truthfully, so. we can't give them the right answer that they really need to hear. You're a dumbass. You know? <laughs> you know? No. I mean, we really can't give them that. We can't give them that answer. But you got to look. You got to be the civil. Like, okay, I'm concerned about you and this and that. Well, in the whole state of mind, you're a dumbass. You know, bottom line. You know, just like, should- we, matter of fact, here the other day. Matter of fact, C-Shift was working. We had that... Um, Smoke in the house. Uh, automatic alarm in the house. Uh-huh. We took the pumper. Yeah. We get off there, and apparently the boyfriend was cooking or some shit like that in the oven, and the oven smoked up the whole house. The alarm system calls. Lady's phone. Lady never answered the phone. They too busy trying to get smoke out. We get there, open the door. What are you guys doing here? Well, fire alarm. You tell us. So the alarm company. <laughs> Oh, I don't have my phone with me. She goes back. Maybe that's why I should have answered the phone and told him. You're a dumbass. <laughs> You're a dumbass. You know. Well, it happened before. You didn't thought about picking up the phone when they called the first time. Did they call you? Yeah. Well, probably call them to make sure everything's okay. Do you need the fire department or whatever? Keep your phone on, you dumbass. Yeah. And how about don't use your smoke alarm as a timer to cook with? In homes, in apartments, you know, just you know, there's just some people just oh my gosh, I just gotta use that. Oh food's done, the alarm's going off, you know. Oh woke me up from a nap. (laughs) It's Cajun style. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) Scrape the top of it. It'll be better. Get all that burnt shit off. You can still eat still eat the boy underneath. Yeah, or like, what really really makes me mad on top of all that is people that like didn't want to get stupid with us. Oh, like I just put I just heard me about my Facebook yesterday. It was, you know, that scene in the campaign where Will Ferrell looks over Zach Galifianakis and he's like, "Welcome to the fucking show." Like, Mm -hmm. literally, I was like, "Whenever your drunk patient wants to fight the fire crew, the four cops, and the ambulance crew on scene." (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) dude, will never. Like this, here's the one thing we don't get to do: is get a little brouhaha. And you decided you want to start one. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to the fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you want this show to end? <laughs> yeah. 
Because we're going to walk away, but you're going to be in some pain going to the yeah. hospital. You're going to be on that cot. Whether or not you're tied to it is up to yeah. you. Yeah. You know, I, I made the comment yesterday that, you know, whenever you're dealing with, you know, a government entity or large corporation or something like that, and you want to apply logic and common sense, it doesn't work. Hmm. But it's also the same in that situation, too, by and large for most people. If they would just apply logic and common sense, most of this shit, we'd never get called. Would you say that it's a generation thing, this generation, or would you say it's just a dumbass people thing? I I, Both. um, Generation, like my generation and younger, were just stupid. And then the generation, like right before us, we're developing, we're pushing that stupidity on back. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling you, it's, it's these phones. Like, the minute you get on here and you get a Facebook, like, you're done. Like, you, you'll just lose some brain points automatically. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Facebook, we all post on it. Like, because, I mean, there are 50-year-olds, 40-year-olds. And I, like, we run these stupid calls and I'm like, all right, let's talk this through. Step one. Uh-huh. Step two. Okay. Step three. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Bruh. Bruh. Come on now. Life lessons that you yeah. should learn. Who, who raised you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't see no caves here. Did you Did you come Shit. from a cave? <laughs> I, I think to answer your question, I think it's, it's more prevalent with the younger generation. Mm-hmm. But like Moran said, I, I think it is bleeding up. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, we see, you know, we run elderly people and all. And I think we've always done that. I think we do it more now mm-hmm. than we did before. But, yeah, I th- it's got to be something about way pe- the way that people are raised now. You know, going back to that critical thinking thing. It's just, it's not instilled in children, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, you know, know, I'll give you an example. And I will take full responsibility for this. I did this. I fucked this up and I have to own it. Okay. I showed my grandpa TikTok. Now, you know what I have to say almost every day? Get off TikTok. Stop. (laughs) He's making videos now, ain't he? I fucked this up and I have to own it. I did it. I got a TikTok girlfriend. Or now, <laughs> now what's, what's he do all the goddamn time? He's got his face in TikTok, and I'll just hear him swiping through and hear him start chuckling. Uh-huh. I'm like, get off, get off. I I know a captain that uh, that's all he does is TikTok. He TikToks at home. He TikToks at station. It's like he comes in. He works overtime at my, at my station uh, quite a bit, and he'll come in and it's like, you know, do what you're doing. You know, dog. <laughs> TikTok dog, <laughs> that's what he. <laughs> I mean, he's just on there all day. You can see him out on the bay floor. He's just sitting there with his phone. He's just laughing, <laughs> just <laughs> you know. And he's just. I'm just like, man. He'll go in his office. He'll go on TikTok. You know, watching these girls on TikTok dog. You know, look at his videos. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, you know, there's something too. I will say this and. I'll take it even one step further. I think some of it has to do a little bit with like geographical location and culture. I've noticed since I moved my grandpa up here mm-hmm. um, and everything was within, within five minutes, his just ability to problem solve and resource find and do different things that he did. Now, granted, he's getting older too, but like 
when I was down in BFC, Missouri, mm -hmm. like there was just, you had to do more to get things compared to how you had to up here. I think you just get stagnant and lazy in more urban areas when everything is there at your fingertips. I've noticed too. So. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. I'm sure if, if we just moved everybody from rural areas in the city, I'm, I'm sure it would be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to fix this pothole myself. It's uh, been here for three weeks. And I'm putting on TikTok so everyone can see what I did. <laughs> yeah. Fixing potholes. Yeah. Do it for the gram, baby. Do it for the gram. But yeah, like whenever I would, whenever I would go back home to Louisiana, I mean, never heard anything about Facebook or Instagram yeah. or TikTok or anything like that. It's like, what are you doing? Out, out working. <laughs> I got shit to do. Man, have you checked on your family down there? Make sure they're okay with all this. Um, I haven't yet. So we're the Some family, family that I member. Have, you are hmm. the family. <laughs> well, let me explain why. It's easy out of that. Let me explain why. Everybody's got a boat. They're fine. <laughs> um, you know, well, here's it. Side note, though, uh -huh. we're gonna talk about this. <laughs> The fucking mayor of New Orleans and your damn governor down there had the nerve to say, we don't find evacuations necessary at this point. We need you all to trust the new levy. I ain't never seen so many middle fingers on the way out of the state of Louisiana in my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> so where my family is that I have in Louisiana is on the west side mm -hmm. and north. So, I mean... They might get some rain or whatever because okay. this hurricane is more New Orleans and on the east side of the state. So gotcha. the the only time it's really concerning for the area that I grew up in is if the hurricane moves closer to Houston mm -hmm. and goes up the Sabine River Pass. Okay. Which the hurricane after Katrina, which was Rita, I think that's what happened and it devastated that area. So all the all these hurricanes are named after women because they. Fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> what well, Ida's going through there right now? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, is it? Is it? I just desperately want like the worst hurricane in U.S. history to be named Karen. Like Karen's destruction. <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking surprised? Well, let's see. So it's Ida. So the next one will be a J and then a K. So mm -hmm. we, you got a chance for this year. Oh come on! Hurricanes are getting stronger, <laughs> man. Yeah. But I want it to like hit New York. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> or like, where's somewhere that's just full of Karens? Florida, I guess. California. It's yeah. like, yeah, we get a lot of Karens. In California. I'm gonna need it to work its way up the California coast. Yeah. I know it ain't ever been done before, but I need. Yeah. <laughs> well, they call them typhoons out in the in the Pacific. It's not a hurricane; it's a typhoon. Typhoon Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I just know that every guy right now with an ex-wife named Ida is just like, yup. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're fucking shit up. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Well, right. Elliot, brother, thank you. Man, thank you. It's been a pleasure, man. It's this been a pleasure. <laughs> to all your friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put, put it on. Since we bashed Facebook for 30 minutes, let's yeah, yeah, make sure you spread it on the internet. Facebook, Instagram, Snap. All that shit we bitched about, make sure you use it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking social media. It's the devil. Hey, don't forget to click on that link. Yeah, yeah like that motherfucker. Yeah. Hit the bell to subscribe. Yeah. Just be total douchebags. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks for coming, man. We man, appreciate thanks it. Thanks for the invite, man. I appreciate it. It's like I said, first one ever, man. And, you know, let her do it again sometime. This, oh, this absolutely. Good round table talk, you know. Yeah, always next, great. Next time we have you back, we'll have to make sure that Nelson is here. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Maybe you'll be able to convince him to do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> Pam and peanuts and. <laughs> <laughs> Peanuts, uh, hostess, ding dongs, and fucking Twinkies. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> and on that note, thanks everybody for stopping by. Like we end every episode, if you are having a problem, there are resources out there. Reach out. If you know somebody that's having a problem, talk to them. Let them know what's out there for them. So, thanks for stopping by. <laughs>